This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Hello and welcome to another episode of the W12 Podcast. Thank you for joining. It's been a while. We've given it a, we've had our week international week off, which um, we seem to be having a lot of. There seems to be a lot of international breaks. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Probably it's not great. Not we haven't got one until March good. now. Is it? Yeah. Is it? Is there more, or is it just me? Mar- March. March is like the next more. one. Anyway. It feels like it's been a lot. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. So before we crack on to um, a very quiet QPR week, which has been very odd. Um, but let's who we got on the pod today. We've got Jack Suppleback. Jack, traveling Europe. How are you, mate? No, I'm good, thank you, mate. Nice to be on. Um, quiet by QPR standards, wasn't it, compared to the, the week or so before? Um, but the last pod I remember being on with Sifuentes joining that night. But uh, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll preview a few bits, I guess, for this weekend, and hopefully we can get that first win. Where have you been, mate? You've been to Milan. Just Milan, mate. You Paris. are blowing this out of proportion. Um, <laughs> obviously, my other half is Italian, so we, we do have to make the occasional trip back. So, yeah, you make it sound like I'm a jet setter, but uh, really not. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Welcome back there, anyway. Chris, you all right, bud? All good, boys. Um, yeah, happy to be back on um, discussing all of the exciting elements around QPR, which very few of those are actually happening on the pitch. <laughs> Definitely not you're after a, that you're Bristol a bit City of a game. Role, anyway. mate. I yeah, am, yeah. Podcast role. I don't know how many you've been on in a row, but it's like, um, yeah. Sc- we'll get to those Johan Barbe levels of consecutive appearances. <laughs> I'm not sure anybody, yes, maybe Samfield. No, Samfield misses too many games through suspension now, doesn't he? You just need to injure Duncan. And then you can get the longest streak. My streaks are broken. Manager, I think. It is. You haven't missed one, have you? I haven't missed one. It's, it's obviously like Chris has been loaned in because we loaned Bradley out. He's, the, he's not returned, does he? He's no. good. Is he the Charlie Kelman? He's on the transfer <laughs> list. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Dunk. Anyway. Hey, mate. 
You good? Yeah, not too bad, not too bad. You sure you're happy? Sad? What, where are you at? Um, in the middle. <laughs> just, just getting by. You're in the middle. Oh, yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Right, lads. Been a, like I said, really quiet QPR week, which is very um, un QPR like. But um, we haven't spoke about sort of really Marty in the last couple of games. I think the last pod we did. Um, Two draws, one all, nil nil. I can't remember. Did we do Rotherham? Dunk? I can't remember. But anyway, let's go. Let's focus on Bristol City. Um, I was there. Um, it's difficult, really, because I didn't see a lot different. I mean, we were better when we had the ball, if I'm honest. Um, but and defensively, we were a little bit better. But going forward, I, I didn't see too much difference. It, and, and I don't know whether that's Marty or that's just the fact of the options he's got, but it kind of makes me a bit worried that, you know, there's a lot of games to play before the January window. I don't know if we've even got any money to bring anyone in, but my massive worry with this football team is that we just do not have any goals anywhere within the team. And I just don't, it doesn't matter how well you defend, it doesn't matter how well you pass the ball, if you don't create chances, I, I I don't understand any football matches. Jack, I'm going to bring you in here, mate, because you haven't been on for a couple of weeks. What's your thoughts, mate? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's a small sample size, but under Cifuentes, I mean, or Cifuentes, um, got 55% possession average across the two games and 520 passes per game versus Ainsworth, who this season we're averaging about 39% and 373 passes. So definite uptick. And as you say, we've got more chance of scoring if we've got more of the ball, in my opinion. You know, I think if we can control games and we can get, you know, negotiate the ball in the final third for sustained periods, we've got a good chance of, you know, turning a few goals in. But um, I agree with you. I'm worried that there is, you know, you look at our forward options and we've, we've covered that many times and you just can't see where they're going to come from. I think we're going to be relying on midfielders to be chipping in with four or five goals each. You know, Dezell's on the way. Cher didn't score under Ainsworth in 23 games, scores in his first game, on, you know, under um, the new manager. You know, it was a shame. I think I think if Chair was there, Bristol City, I'd, you know, I thought we might have sneaked it. Maybe he could have made a difference. I, feel, I was watching that game thinking, ah, lack a bit of cohesiveness going forward. And he, you know, the stats in his time at QPR, he knits the play together. He's involved in everything, in all the sequences, in all the open play moves that go towards shots and goals. He's he's in the thick of it. But back at that bottom line, 11 goals from 16 league games this season is our joint lowest ever goal return at this stage of a league season, along with 1924-1925. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so, gone back. Good year, that one. <laughs> yeah, it took a couple of seasons to look back at that one. But, you know, yeah, it, there are green shoots for sure with how we are playing. Some players look happier. But we we still got to get a bit more out of the likes of Willock. You know, we, Sanfield could chip in with a few more goals. He's capable from set pieces. I mean, and then we got, I'm sure we'll cover Dykes in more detail later, but it doesn't fill me with confidence at the moment. But he's running on a, he's still got a bit of credit, I think, it with supporters because of the way he came back so quickly from his illness at the start of the year. But that's, we you know, we're not a charity. We need We need goals from him, really. But yeah. I'm like you, mate, worried, but I think it'll be very interesting to see how Norwich pans out in terms of are we at least going to get some shots on target? You know, we didn't push the city, did we? And if you're not going to test the keeper, you're not going to score. 
Dykes is a really interesting one. I was going to mention it later, but as you brought it up, I guess I'd open it up to the floor. I, I've i never been a massive Dykes fan. I, 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 I don't not like him. It's, it's unfair to say that. I feel like he can offer something, but when he is your main striker, I think you're really in trouble. I don't think... I, whilst I think he does his fair share in the air and he, and he does the best he can do and he works hard... But ultimately, you need your number nine to score goals, right? That's what you need him to do, right? And I don't, I just can't see him scoring anywhere near enough that we need to stay in this division. Um, Chris Dunk, I don't know if one of you want to come in with that, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm struggling. Well, do you reckon he'll even play this weekend? Because obviously he was away with Scotland, so he always comes back with a knock, doesn't he? <laughs> He only played 20 minutes midweek, so I'm hoping that he right. is fine. He'll be on the bench. <laughs> uh, it, it, it's a massive worry, Dykes. Like, I was one who was really excited when we got him. I thought, oh, finally, we've got a proper striker, no more loans. There's someone we can get behind. And apart from that purple patch when Charlie Austin came in, he's just not done anything. Like, some of the chances like, we, I've seen him miss, it's unbelievable. Um, I just don't see him scoring goals to keep us up. Chris, is it? Do we create enough chances for him? I've seen a lot online, and I've seen a lot that, that he's got some defenders out there, and I don't disagree with some of the comments. Great enough, because I don't think we do. I think Chair holds on the ball too long. I think Willock is too scared to do anything other than do a few little tippy tappies, go side to side, and then ultimately it goes back. Right, that's what. I watched him at Bristol City and that's all he did. We sort of run a little bit with the defender, look to whip it in and think, nah, and then just play it back. Um, so, I, I don't know. I just don't think, I, I don't, I, I don't think we create enough, but I also don't think that if he's good enough, I don't think he's made, making the right movements. I don't know. He's very static, hides behind defenders. What do you think? I yeah, I think that's a good, summary we definitely don't create enough I think that's a fact and I don't think anybody would dispute that if he's given more chances then I was going to say he'll score more goals he's got more chance of scoring goals um and the same with same with any striker but the the movement issue is the one there are times when we get the odd chance in the game like certain ball in and it's like oh you need you needed to have been in this position. Kind of just felt like he needed almost like six more months just training with Austin to be like, this is this is what you need to do. Because like you said, one of you mentioned earlier, in that spell where it seemed like Austin kind of got dykes under his wing and we don't know what they were doing on the training ground or whether it was just the fact they were training together that dykes picked up on a lot of this stuff. But it kind of feels like he's almost forgotten about those elements but then but then you have like you have the moment against Swansea and you're like that is a ridiculous header like you've got he occasionally shows this thing and it's that's what leaves you kind of coming back for more to be like oh, I can can do it in the long term I don't think he's he's not the answer in the long term in the short term we don't have any other option basically really um albeit on the kind of on the last pod I was my bold prediction was that Kelman would start more games than we think, which I still don't think is, I still think could happen. Um, or he could be 
he's, he's only going to be like shipped out on loan or go in January if we get somebody else in because you can't. It's stupid to leave yourself with less bodies um, in the striking department. Um, but yeah, we if we manage to stay up, you'd sell dikes for any kind of money you can get. But I still feel we people might be shocked, but we'd still get a decent enough fee for him. I think teams know what he is. He still starts for Scotland. That that adds value to you. Um, would a Millwall a Millwall come in with a two mil offer again? I don't know. Maybe a bit less, 1.5, you go, all right, we'll take that and we'll find someone that we think suits better the style of play we want to do. He did sign a new contract as well, remember? So that gives us a better position from a bargaining point of view. Well, that was quite surprising, wasn't it? That that new contract came out of nowhere. I thought he was he was going yeah. to go in the summer. But I think there's, you could make a point there, like, his anticipation's not quite there, and I don't think it ever has been. And I think when he had Austin, I don't think you can teach it either, though, Jack. Can you? That doesn't matter how many sessions you have with Austin. I think I think sure. a striker makes bad crosses seem like pretty decent, right? And he doesn't get enough crosses. He didn't get enough crosses in the right area, but he also doesn't make the best of crosses that are in his area. And that you just watch him, and he's kind of on his heels. Maybe he's not expecting balls in at the certain t- points because of the change of style under each manager. But I do, I think there's a key ingredient missing there in terms of getting on the end of things or making the best of it. A good, I think a really like a natural striker, it's got a natural striker does make that movement multiple times a game. You just don't see that from Dyke. He's quite, as you say, he's very static in the box and he's got one goal in his last 16 appearances at QPR. That's, oh, that's outrageous. That's outrageous. Is that not an outrageous stat? Or is it just Wait, me? Mate, away from home, one goal in 40. Four zero. What? Wow. Oh my days. Remember, like Dykes had this <laughs> run of just scoring at home. Well, that goes back a long way. And oh, one of the last forty away appearances, albeit not all the starts, a lot of them are. That was at West Brom. That again, mm-hmm. another cracking goal, another really good crossing header. But one in forty away from home. Come on, Norwich. You know. Yeah. <laughs> That's outrageous, Chris, mate. I don't even. Chris, do you feel? Do you still think someone's going to buy him with that record? <laughs> Uh, maybe we, we let's cut that bit out of the pod just in case any analysts fancy listening to our podcast to, to think about Dykes. But okay, so let's take away the games this season. So that's one in what 23 if we played about 16, we played 16 games a season, something like that. So it's one in 23 away last season. The teams knew that stat. Like I said, there is still a reason he starts for Scotland. And funny enough, I was listening. Can't remember what I was listening to, but someone was talking about Scotland and their number nine issue, and they were like, "Dykes isn't a goal scorer. Che Adams isn't a goal scorer. Jacob Brown just runs around a lot." Um, so they they're like, "Oh, maybe we start Shanklin just because he can score goals," but he works in that team. I mean, somehow because Scott McTominay turns into like the world's best number ten for somehow and seems to score every blooming game for Scotland. But if he's fancied for that, then kind of feel there's got to be somewhere and therefore the the value element does hold up. Um still the dream is right, in the Euros he gets a goal that suddenly adds more to his value. Um but yeah, I mean one in forty is 
truly shocking for anybody oh, who's outrageous. considering backing him to score right. in an away game. Jack, I half believe that's not true, but because it's come from <laughs> you, I know it is true. But I still feel if it come from anyone else, I wouldn't believe that was true. I mean, that's the kind of stat you see on Twitter and you go, that's absolute bollocks. <laughs> who's made that up? That can't be true. Is it true, Jack? It is true, yeah. Um, oh, yeah I mean, God. it's one of those where I, I, I've double-checked that because I'm like, is that right? I mean, because you're looking like Senny Deng. He's got one goal in X amount of Senny won in his last 23 away games for the club, so he's got a bit of a better record and he's gone. But, yeah, it, it's... Again, there's a lot of things go into that sort of, you know, his run and the way he plays, the way he's asked to play, the players around him, the confidence of the team, the losing runs. But we've been half decent away from home in the last sort of year, 18 months. Mm-hmm. So why is he why is he not chipping in a bit more? You know? So yeah, it's it's a shocker. And I hope he kind of doubles his money and gets a couple of goals at Norwich. But as as Ben alluded to, he's got to get some chances as well. He's got to get more than one chance a game or a couple of chances a game because he's not a natural finisher and he's not going to put him away. You know, he's going to need four or five chances to get a goal. Um, so yeah. But that's the reality though, Jack, is that we won't do that. I don't think that about how good Marty is or how many passes we do or how many we keep the ball. We don't we're not gonna create that many chances. We need someone up there who's going to do like, I know we keep banging on about it, but and we do we use Charlie Austin probably too much, but probably we we use him because we've not had a great striker record over the last sort of ten years, have we? And we use him, you know, Naki Wells. I mean, I'll take him in a heartbeat. I know he's not fit now, but you know, someone like that, the elk, you know, a poacher, a fox in the box. Hyde, someone was talking to me about Hyde Helgerson the other day, and I literally was like, do you know what the question was? It was from a Watford fan, and he and he said to me, "You space keeper, I didn't he? Have you?" Was he any good? And I was like, are you joking? My response was, like, he was unbelievable. Like, I would take him now, again, now. I don't know where he is in Iceland somewhere, chopping down trees. I don't know what they do in Iceland, but I'd take him back now. Like, he was, do you know what I mean? I mean, like, we're so so starved of strikers in this club, the history. we, 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 like... We're still talking about Les Ferdinand. now. We still talk about Charlie Austin like he's a god, and he and he was a god. But what I mean is, we've just had no one even remotely like him, have we? Well, like, no. Helgerson was class, wasn't he? I mean, that last season before he did, a, he had a bad injury when we were in the Premier League. It, in all comps, he had ten goals that season before he got injured. And you he know, was yeah, was it no. thirty in seven, thirty in seventy games or so, something like that, which is outrageous, really, considering QPR. I mean, like. We are deprived. I mean, Hugel got 15 and he could have had a load more in that team. Right in like, with Hugel, like, he, he might, like, Dykes and Hugel are quite similar, in my opinion, because with Hugel, he had about four chances a game and would score one goal. But he would get because, but Yeah, because Easy was literally putting him on a plate for him and we'd be like, how's he missed that? How's he missed that? Okay, he's got one. Whereas with Dykes, yeah. it's like he needs five chances a game, but he gets half a chance. Like you might get a Paul Smith cross who just hits him in the face because that's how bad his crossing is. You're right, and you're you're absolutely right, Doug. I do. I get the argument that that is a true argument. That is right. We don't create enough. But again, back to my point is the reality is where we are now is that we aren't. We don't have an easy right, and we don't have a bright Samuel running down the wing. We don't. So I, I know Elias chair, but I always feel Elias is better when he just gets the ball and just goes on and does his own thing. You know what I mean? And maybe it was just maybe he won't. Uh, it's difficult. Willick is just Willick. I don't, uh, we'll talk, maybe we'll talk about him. I'm fed up of talking about him, to be honest. But 
I just, I don't know, Richards is, I mean, <laughs> well, where are these chances going to come from? You know, you're looking at Dezel when he, apart from that wonder pass to Andre Gray, which he's living off, I, I haven't seen anything to suggest that he can assist. <laughs> yeah, How about we... goal of the season versus Borough? Yeah, that's a fluke, wasn't it? Come on, <laughs> we all know that. Right? Okay, let's categorically say now, he definitely won't do that again this season. Because now we've said it, maybe he will. Maybe he will. <laughs> um, but it's going to come in a 6-1 loss. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we would have scored. We would have scored. No. We would have had a moment that we could celebrate. Armstrong, uh, I'm half tempted to just stick him up top all the rest of the je- rest of December. Just give him a, every game up top all day. I to see what he does. I know he loves to tap in. We talked about this, didn't we, in our WhatsApp group. He loves to tap in. Um, but but can, he just gets he gets in amongst it though, doesn't he? I don't know. But he doesn't last, mate. He doesn't. He won't last three games in a row. Yeah, that's the problem. Right. We we You're say right. it all the time. Like, that's what that's Dykes what... has in him. That's the good thing that Dykes does have in him: endurance, and he doesn't get injured often, and he's always available. And that's the positive. But <sighs> yeah, I just. Well, so what's going to happen first? Dykes to score a goal, or Brad to come back on the pod? <laughs> good question. He's off today as well, and he hasn't even bothered to reply in the in the, in the group. <laughs> Outrageous, like you know what I mean. There's is an interesting like a- angle they're talking about natural finishes and a real you know dearth of them for QPR at this century. You know since the turn of the century. I mean, looking what Thompson got over twenty, Austin got twenty in all comps in 2013-14. and other than that, no one else has hit twenty. I mean, you get you get people that have done quite well, Gallon, Furlong, and you know, double figures regularly, and Hugo and Wales in that season got fifteen each. But you, I think mean, it's, it's spot on. We need that fox in the box, that predatory instinct. But it, maybe this is where we need the manager to work on this, the system and the way we're creating these chances and the structure of the team. And I, I, I've got a bit of faith that he's going to sort that out. But we could be in that position where we're creating the chances and just not sticking them away. Yeah, and that's yeah. the that's the clear angle that he is going, um, that Fuentes is going for. Because the amount of times he mentions we need to create more chances, that's what I want the team to do. It almost kind of feels like he, if if we miss them, he's like that's fine because you've created them, and that ultimately is the key because he knows okay, well, it's only a matter of time till you start converting them. If you create enough, we will score goals. Um, but God, I mean the. What we created on versus Bristol City, absolutely nothing. Oh, Literally, it was it, it was nothing, yeah. was it? And it was frustrating to watch because it wasn't ugh. like to say it was worse than Ainsworth is harsh because I know what he's trying to do, but like it was just I just we didn't have a shot on goal all game. Not on target, so, no. We had the. No. I did write this down as a positive because I, that... I went back to watch the highlights before oh we God. jumped on the pod because I was like, um, I've remembered very little from this. And we had a decent corner routine where, like, Willock to, um, I think, Powell on the edge cut it across for Dizel, who was unmarked. And it was like, it just didn't come at the greatest angle for a left footer. So you had to, like, run basically round the ball and then try to whip it in. But, I mean, obviously, it went over and it wasn't on target. But I was like, oh, we've tried something from a corner. It's actually worked. This this is an element. This is a positive. Um Talking, but, about this, talking about the Zell and Colback, I, 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 me and Dunk we were at the Bristol City game and we were talking, I, I thought Elijah Bonner was quite harsh. I, I, I'm confused watching the game, what they offered that he couldn't 
uh, I, I don't know. Maybe it was more defensive, and I get it, but I don't know. I just I don't. He came on, and it, I always think it's difficult when you come on with 10, 15 minutes to go to get into the game, especially for him. I feel like he'd benefit from starting the game, feeling the tempo, getting the ball early, and getting involved. I feel like that would benefit him. I feel like he was a bit harsh, harshly. Um, I, f- I feel like he should have played. Dunk, I don't know if you want to take over or add anything. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. Like, we were, like, um, waxing lyrical about him after the, the Rotherham game, saying, like, how well he'd done coming in, hadn't had any starts, and really t- it took his chance. So it was a surprise and a mission to see him, like, those two kind of come back from suspensions and go straight back into the team. You can understand the experience of Colback, possibly Dizel, but like it just felt strange, and it felt like we with Dixon Bonney, it felt against Robin, he was making those forward runs from midfield, mm-hmm. and with um, Dizel and Colback and Field, none of them make those runs. Our midfield was very flat; it was kind of get the ball, pass it, and they're all left-footed, which really frustrates me as the like the yeah. way like the system just doesn't feel right. And it just kind of felt that like felt like Marty's first home game didn't want to lose. They had Manning's first game for Bristol City didn't want to lose it, and both teams were just like, "Oh, we'll just press and do, we'll do a little thing here, maybe a little bit then there." And uh, we, no, I'm not going to overcommit. Neither team overcommitting, and it just kind of felt that the game was there for someone to kind of run at a defence or break from midfield and just try and have that little bit more energy, which Dixon Bonner did against Rotherham. Yeah, I'd like yeah. to start the Norwich. I think he could offer something on the counter-attack as well. Um, and, uh, you know, Rotherham, he certainly did feel his way into the game. He was a bit ropey first 10, 15 minutes, but really got a grip of it. And I think I was quite surprised to not see him start. I don't think Colback warrants a start at the moment, personally. I think Dizel's, it red card aside, has been pretty solid, been better than recent seasons. Chipping him with a couple of goals, you can see that, but... Yeah, I think Colback's been off the pace last few games. He looks like he's a walking red card at times. Um, dives into tackles unnecessarily. So yeah, uh, maybe it's an experience thing. Maybe all Dixon Bonner was carrying a bit of a knock from Rotherham first ninety minutes and for the club. So you know, I, I don't. I'd be surprised if he comes back in. I think he'll go experience again for, with Norwich in that. I think go same midfield, but all chair comes in for one of them. But I, I, no, I would I would like to see Dixon Bonner get a run in the team. I think he, he certainly offers. Picture the scene. All of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Something different to the other midfielders. He was he was decent enough when he came on as well. It wasn't probably an easier game to come on than 
than others. Um, but he, I don't know, the first thing he did, whether it was like, it was a good tackle or like a good pass, but it was like his first involvement was like, oh, it's really positive. It was, it was almost, it was almost as if him and Richards had had a chat when they came on together and they're like, right, you give me the ball and I'll give it to you because it felt like they were just <laughs> giving the ball to each other. And then Richards did lay the ball back to, uh, Dixon Bond. I mean, the shot was horrific. I think it might have even been his wrong foot and like scuffed it wide. But um, it was he was in the right position. It was yeah, there was positive signs. But yeah, I didn't really understand why he wasn't why he didn't start. I think if if you were him and the team got announced whenever it was Friday Saturday morning, you must have been thinking, well, I couldn't really have done much more last Saturday. I don't. But but that's just. I think that also sends a message to like all the other fringe players that you can come in and play a 90 minutes and actually do pretty well, but you're just going to get straight out of the team if that other player's back again, which mm. I don't think sends the right message to the team. Like He didn't do anything wrong to merit not getting in that starting 11. Just because yeah. an experienced player's back doesn't mean he suddenly gets back in to the starting 11. Colback yeah. has to earn it because the thing is, the discipline for the whole club's been bad, bad this season. We've got Smith out suspended again for this weekend. Is he? He is, isn't yeah. he? Oh, God. Obviously, we had chair last week like, like, against Bristol City. We've had four red cards, which is the most we've had in years. Like, it's just when we're missing key players for key games, it's like... Is that because we've got no one else? Is that because more because we've got no one else rather than the fact that it would normally happen? Is that not happen everywhere else? That the five yellows? I don't know. I'm just saying. We, we, we notice when players are available due to too many yellow cards. The red cards is obviously not okay, but I just feel like, I don't know. What do you think? It's happened too often. Like, chair yeah. being booked five times in 15 games. Yeah, you're That's right. absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. Paul Smith, it's a similar... I mean, chairs, chairs are more annoying to me because his are... Ill, ultimately ill-discipline, kicking the ball away, doing this silly stuff that teams and players and fans all knew, right, if you do this at the start of the season, from this season onwards, the game books. That should last three games until you go, right, I'm not going to flick this ball away because it's pathetic and the Rotherham aren't going to take a quick free kick anyway. Like, Smith's, well, This was harsh, this was harsh though. This was harsh. On his, yeah, his fifth there. one was because it wasn't, um, I thought it was a foul on him. I yeah. think it might have been for his reaction because he loves basically yeah. like throwing his hands up in the air. Yeah, they both really it, it, it was manner. it was his reaction, wasn't it? That's yeah, what it was. It's because it's deemed as dissent, is that you can't shout or get cross with the referee anymore. Um, but Sinclair Armstrong's on four yellow cards, so you can bet your bottom dollar he comes on as a sub and gets booked this weekend. Um, when does it restart? Do we know? Uh, January, Nine. isn't it? Is it after Christmas? So the Premier League's 19 games in. So I think it, the uh, championship, I think it's halfway through the season. So I imagine 23 games is then you need to 10 for a um, yeah. for a suspension. But um, yeah, hopefully we'll, we'll move away from this kind of ill discipline um, because we have more of the ball, but um, we will see. So we've got... Um... We've got what Clark Salter back, haven't we? And um, I read and Reggie Cannon. Reggie Cannon's one positive, I guess, from everything. He looks a good player. 
It's a shame he got injured. Typical QPR. <laughs> um, but it, I mean, it, we need to we need to keep him fit. There's, I, I feel like there's a few players that we have to. If we've got any chance, and I mean any chance, there's a few players that we have to keep fit. And I think that's Begovic because we've got no one else. I think it's Cook. I think it's Field. I think it's uh, Chair. Um, and probably I think it. I'm probably Dykes, yeah, which is outrageous. But I think if these, we have to keep these players fit and play because I, I, I think without them, I, I literally. I give us less than half a chance, Jack. What do you reckon, mate? Am yeah. I wrong? No, I think Kenneth Powell's got to be in there. And... Oh, Kenneth Powell, yeah, you're right. Most, most top goal scorer. Yeah, yeah, three goals and he got an assist. So he's got the most goal involvement in the squad, and he's one of two players to appear in every game in all comps this season. Can you guess the other? What was the question? Which other player alongside Kenneth Powell has appeared in every game this season for QPR? I've got it in front of me, Begovic. so I won't guess this one. <laughs> Begovic. No, he didn't play in the cup. Man of the match versus Bristol City. Go on, Chris, reveal. Osman yeah. Kakai. No, yeah. no. Yeah, mate. Um, it's so, you know, we <clears throat> ideally want Reggie Cannon, you know, playing every game, don't need it right back, because I think he's a class above quite a few of our players from what I've seen in early days. Um, I don't, how long is he out for? Do you know? Is it, is it, is it a bad back, one? He's back, he's back. Yeah. yeah, he said today that he's... Even, even the mid-clock salt are back, which is crazy, but yeah, both I, back. Yeah, and I think Cook's massively important as well. Um, well we're yeah. much better with Cook at centre-back. When he's in the team, we're, we're much more solid. I've got no doubts. Well, you know. I've seen four in the games he didn't play, and Watford and the, the other one he did as well. He didn't play, and we got absolutely it, demolished. It's just who do we play next to him? Yeah. Oh, you want Clark Salter in there on the left? Because so. on the left, they give you balance. But and he's yeah. the best ball playing defender we've got. And you can see under Marty, that's what he wants. He wants us playing out from the back. So a fit Clark Salter walks straight into that team. I wouldn't be surprised if we go three at the back. Like we we bought, you know play an extra centre back and give one of them the license to go in, you know, like move into the midfield. And if it could be a Clark Salter with his passing. I mean, you don't want Jimmy Dunn doing it. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> but you said going for it at the back as well gives Reggie Cannon and Kenny Powell on the on the, as wing backs that much more freedom to push on as well. Yeah, yeah, I don't like it. I want to see something different though. Like I want to see something different. Like I know that we're passing the ball better. I get that, which is great, but. I don't know. I still want to see. I think see, Bristol City sort of ruined it a little bit for me. I want it. I know he's not. He's not bloody. You know, he hasn't got a magic wand. I get that, but I don't know. I still think. What do we do, think? Of, do we want? Do we want to talk about Willock and Richards, or do we want to just leave it? Or is there any more to yeah. say? Or I think Willock just was again sort of desperately looking around for chair during that game because, like you said, there were times when he he was going down the line against the defender. The defender almost seemed. Scared yeah. Willett was going to take on the outside, and it was like, Have you not watched this guy? Because we all know he's not going to do that. <laughs> so, if you don't know that as a defender, you haven't done your homework. Um, but yeah, he'd, he'd advanced with the ball, and then it was like, Right, I need someone 10 yards away, I need Chen 10 yards away from me, so we can do 10 million one twos, and we might get in. And he was kind of like, Oh, he's not here. Oh, well, I'm gonna have to go backwards. Then. But that's that's the game that we had, he didn't have. 
I don't think he had many options. Was he great? Mm. No, but he, again, he's not in a position now where we just play him and he's amazing. He needs Ilias with him. And if he, as soon, because, but we knew that as soon as um, Chair was suspended, we were like, okay, this is going to be a struggle because all the player, every player in that team, when they've got the ball, is like, okay, where's Chair? Because I'm going, I've got to give him the ball. And as soon as he's not in the team, it's like, oh God, this is more difficult now. Who do I give the ball to? Um, so it's like, oh, I'll give it to Willett by default. Yeah, it wasn't. But you said earlier there were there were moments where it felt like he could get the ball in, and um, he didn't. So is that? Don't, mm. don't even know what that is. Is it not having faith that anybody's Dyke, in there? Dyke's or? not making the runs, isn't it? That's the problem. Yeah. Um, yeah, but again, he, he yeah. shouldn't be worried about that, should he? He should be just getting the ball in the box. If he gets the ball in the box, it's decent ball. Yeah, but if Dykes hasn't made the, if Dykes hasn't made the run into the box, who's he hitting the ball into the box too? Well, I know, but then you kind of make it evident that there's no one in the box. I don't know. That annoys me about Paul Smith. He just he hits the ball and it goes too long, too short. He never just gets the ball in the middle. Like it's never a great ball. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I'm never like, oh, what a great ball. It's not his fault. It's someone not being in it. I always think, yeah. bloody terrible ball. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Any more Willick or Richards, Jack? You've not been around for a couple of weeks. What do you, what do you think? I think I think Willick, I think it's a case study of seeing if he can get more fitness into his legs and can get more game sharpness, oh, are we going to start seeing more confident, more aggressive you know, a, a more independent Chris Willick away from just giving it to Chair in the left channel and then watching Chair try and do something. So you know, I think, you know, we, we need, like, if we're going to stay up, don't get me wrong, like, we're going to need Chris Willick to chip in with assists, goals, chances, something. You know, you can't, Ainsworth wouldn't have him because he didn't want passengers in the team. Um, but I don't necessarily agree with a lot of what I did so like, you know in his tenure but Willock is someone that if he's happy you're going to see a different player so maybe we are going to get a bit more out of him once he's up to fitness or he you know the other option the other um, side of that is those hamstring injuries could have could have done him he, he might he might not be the same player he might not ever get back to that level that we saw under Warburton and under Bill at times so yeah you know chair being back Willock being back gives us a bit more of a a chance at the weekend, but I, I don't know. On Taylor Richards, I'm I'm not I'm not convinced yet. I think he looks really short of fitness. Um, obviously got ability, but he just seems to lack any sort of intelligence on the pitch in terms of like tracking back or knowing when people are running off him or when to release the ball. When to, you know, just doesn't seem like he's all there right now. And Jay Emmanuel Thomas vibes. That's what I was thinking the other day. Uh, yeah, yeah, I see. See, we from that. I mean, technically, you know, superb ability, but and left-footed, but you know, but and probably can score a bit of a wonder goal if you gave him the chance. But I've you've seen flashes of Richards looking good. It's just has he got the application to kind of knuckle down and really work for the team and you know become a key member. Maybe he can be an impact player. I don't. I can't see him being a starter personally. So I think we're down to Chair and Willock and Smith and Dykes. Armstrong. I mean, there are options until January. There was just one thing on Richards. There was a point on against Bristol City where the ball got ball got played to him. And he's like rushing to the line, so across him with his right foot. I mean, he's so left-footed. Everybody in the crowd was like, "This is going to be shit," and it was like 
It was like a six-year-old's pass of their right foot. I just can't understand how professional footballers can't use their weaker foot for the most basic things. And it was just, it was in a, I think this was after we, because we had probably like a five-minute spell. Actually, I wanted to mention this at the start. We're like, the crowd was massively up. It's probably the loudest we've had it in ages, it felt. Like, and you were like, if we score at this time, it's going to, like, the reaction is going to be incredible. Like, that could be enough to spur us on and get the win. We obviously didn't get a goal. And this this element was later in the game. And kind of the crowd was a bit more down by that. And you're like, oh, that's just a bit of a sign of where we're at. Like, where you needed, I'm going to say it, like, if that was a Doma, the ball he would have shipped in would have been decent. And I'm not saying Adoma needs minutes by any means, but I'm just saying in that particular instance, you just needed one bit of quality. The ball comes in and um, whether anybody's there to meet it and score, who knows? But just these these things, we can't afford to be poor um, mm. because we're not good enough. Yeah, it's like um, there was a Bristol City fan put out um, on Twitter a video of Aussie Kakai's cross at the second half. Oh, we were right in front of it, weren't we? It was oh, awful. Who was, oh, that, was yeah, yeah. I tell you what, though. Oh, my God. I, 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 I tell you what, though. Absolutely well he did. It was oh, the most cross God. I've ever yeah, seen in terrible. my life. But he actually had a good game, I thought. But then, after, but then maybe Bristol City didn't have a lot going forward. But I, I, don't, I don't think on Saturday he was, he was, you know, there were bigger issues on that football pitch oh, to yeah. why we didn't score a goal with him. But anyway. Oh, no, he was, yeah, he was good. I think people would have been like, oh, Crap, uh, Kakai's against Mameti. Mameti's going to have him on total. Yeah, I thought, yeah, I thought he was great. He was, Mameti yeah. was nowhere near in that game. Kakai no. was great, but we, we're summed up as a team that he's yeah. clean through on that right hand side. Everybody is screaming, You've got time, oh, wow. get a touch, have a touch, get it down. <laughs> he even looked in the box, and I'm not sure there was anybody quick, quick there. You didn't need to play it first time, and it was like, Oh, just. <laughs> And the frustrating mm. thing is, he can cross the ball. He can put a good mm. ball. I've seen him do it. Just it is the composure with him. He, he he does lack quite a bit of composure in the final third, generally. But defensively, it was pretty solid. Agree. I yeah. think he this guy quite. Actually, thought Smith tortured his his uh, fullback, but it's just yeah. the final, again final ball. You know, I mean, I think I've seen Smith put in one decent cross in the last few games. There's a bank Rotherham, maybe away. Yeah. Yeah. And that was a really good cross. But you're a uh, good point about Adoma. I think it was Leicester. He he kind of salvaged Shank, did a quick cross on, on the byline and it fell. And it, that's what created all the havoc for Dezel to put it in. But yeah. Also that, not- uh, the, the rumor is that Adoma's out for a while. Anyway, just as an FYI. I don't know how long. No. But um, but there's rumors that he's he's done something. So he's going to be out for a while. But um, just quickly, me and Dunk went to... Um, I'm going to try something. This could fall really bad, by the way, so I really <laughs> apologise. But me and Dunk were on our way to the game on Saturday and we were listening to a podcast and he did this weird quiz and I thought we'd do it, right? So if this doesn't go well, to anyone listening, I'm really sorry. But we thought we'd try it, right? Some people don't like this sort of stuff. So, right. So, it's it's a higher or lower. Quick game, two game, won't take long. Right. See who can get to the end, Right. So we'll start with Park Ji Sung, right? He is five foot nine. Is Andre Dezel higher or lower in height? Higher. Higher. You all in higher? Yeah. Yes. He's five foot ten. Maybe that was easier than I thought. Okay, right. 
What about Furlong? Not Paul Furlong. Darnell Furlong. Darnell Furlong. Is he talking? Doug, what are you looking at? You're not Googling it. No, no, no. Sorry. Sorry, message. He's looking at his life size Darnell Furlong photo next to him on the wall. Darnell Furlong. Is he taller or shorter than Andre Zell? He's got to be taller. He wins headers. Did you give us Dazelle's height, or we just go and like, you just five have the height for the first? Five five ten. Ten. Yeah, I'm going higher again. Higher as well. Oh, God. Maybe this is easier than I thought. Yeah, he's six foot. All right, here we go. Alex Smithies. Is he taller or shorter than Dardo Furlong? I'm going lower, Brucey. Well, by process of elimination, because he's got, gone two highers and he can't go for three. Yeah, he's quite short as well. With Smithies, he's got. I think he's. I'd say he's taller. All right, Jack. What you say, mate? Higher. I mean, he's taller. He's six foot one. The dog, you're out. Thank God for that. That's not terrible. (laughs) What? Right, Jack Robinson. Is he taller or shorter than Smithies? Shorter. So I'm going to go lower. Yeah, shorter as well. Yes, he is. Shorter. Five foot eleven. He's a tough one. Ebra Easy. Is he shorter or taller than Jack Robinson? Final one of this round. I'm gonna go taller, so higher. What was Robinson again? Five foot eleven. If it, if this is a trick question and it's the same, I'm gonna be annoyed. It's I'm not gonna go low. It's not then. the same. Yeah, he's five foot ten easy. I think he looks taller because he's bulkier, doesn't he? I was going to say, I'm sure he's six foot. He's quite a built lad. Nah, he's not, mate. He's not. There you go. These are off Wikipedia, so, you know, they might be wrong. Definitely. <laughs> so, 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 Chris, we want that, mate. Well done. There we go. Well, well done, Chris. There we go. One more quick one, then. Here we go. Right, Bidwell is six foot tall. Pavel Shoak, is he taller or shorter than Bidwell? I wish they played on the same side of the pitch. Taller. I'm going to go lower. Yeah, lower. An inch shorter. He's six foot one. Oh, no. He was quite tall, I think. I remember him quite tall. I liked him. Does that mean I've won straight away? Well, yeah. We're not one, but he's still in. (laughs) Yes. Samba Takita. The the walking yellow cards. Is he taller or shorter? Taller. Yes, he was six foot two. Oh. Right again, I don't, the know why, I don't know why I've done this, but I've done Todd Kane next. Boo. Yeah, boo. Boo. Short. He's definitely shorter as well. Yeah, he's definitely shorter. Five foot 11. Here we go. Chris Willock. Is he taller or shorter than Todd Kane? Shorter. Ah. Uh... I'm going to say taller. No, mate, he's shorter. He's five foot ten. What about Johansson? Is he taller or shorter than Willock? Shorter. Yeah, shorter. Yeah. Mate, Johansson is six foot, apparently, according to Wikipedia. It's that Scandi. Scandi blood. It's the hair. Makes him look (laughs) taller. Anyway, there you go. We did it. We did it, Doug. All right, well, apologies in advance. Feedback if you want us to carry on with another quiz next time. Like, please give us some positive feedback. If you think it was shit, tell us as I well. I tried we to do, do something again. away from stats that Jack wouldn't know the answer to. So I did hide, <laughs> assuming that 
you know, optostats wouldn't be looking at that. All the comments are going to be, drop the quiz, lads. Come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Quickly then, Norwich, um, a Norwich preview. Um, Ooh, kissing gate. Oh, Chris, Chris, you were there, weren't you? You saw it all. That's the rumour. Oh, Chris, no. you're six foot, aren't you? <laughs> I wish. Were I you just there, went Chris? through the photos from uh, the kit reveal just to make sure. I was like, could have sworn. I was like, yeah, Chris Willock's probably just about got me. His hair's a little bit taller than mine. I'm back <laughs> to the quiz, mate. Don't question the quiz, mate. God, were you there at Kissgate? No, no, I wasn't there. That was the rumour. The rumour was there when you were there. <laughs> no, I don't think there was any W12 podcast uh, representation there. <laughs> what do we reckon then, Jack? Oh. Norwich? What, what are we saying? Tough. Winnable? Winnable? I feel like Norwich aren't great. We don't really have a good record against Norwich, and that doesn't count for much when, you know, this is a new game. History's history. But we haven't won there at Carrow Road since, uh, what was it, 2008 under Ian Dowie. Won one nil. Matt Connolly got sent off and a Martin Rowland's goal. Secured oh, the win. I love uh, Ryan Rodens. I loved him too. What a player. <sighs> Willis in eight at Carrot Road. But, you know, that's who knows? Anything can happen in championship. No, I, there's no one to be scared about, in my opinion. Everyone's beatable. Yes, there's varying degrees of quality. But Norwich haven't been particularly good this season. Manager's been under pressure. If we can keep them out for early doors and sort of put a bit of pressure on, turn the crowd, anything can happen. But I'd go for a bit uh, one all. I think is my prediction on that one. Dunk, any changes to the team, mate? What would you do? Um, well, obviously, we've got to make some changes because Smith suspended chairs back. So that could be a straight swap um, with the midfield free staying the same. Obviously, we've said that Reggie should be back. So I can see him coming back in as well. Um, I was on a Norwich podcast before this one and we were both kind of like, it could go either way. They weren't convinced they were going to win and I wasn't convinced no. that we could get the win. So... I, on that, I said it's going to be two one to one team. I don't. I couldn't say who. I just see it's going to be a, a tight game, one by a goal, either way. Oh, scoring two. Oh. Chris, um, <laughs> three. So what have we got? We got. Three, I was looking. We have got three games in a week, haven't we? The next week, I don't know. Yeah, sure Saturday, Tuesday, Friday, Friday. We got, got Preston again. Yes, we had that last time, didn't we? Yeah, they've decided to put Preston QPR on Sky. Uh, all the neutrals out there who are desperate for Friday night football. Yeah. Big audience. Yeah. Um, the last time we played Preston on Sky, all they did was bang on about bloody Anthony Gordon's birthday. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Jimmy Dunn. Um, was it Jimmy Dunn? Did we win 1-0? Was that Critchley's only win? Oh, my God, I wrong, Jack. No, that, uh, no, I think this was a few seasons ago. I think it was, a, it was an awful 0-0. Oh, you're they right, gave, yeah. They gave Gordon the match purely because yeah. it was his birthday. Yeah, yeah, um, I remember that. Yeah, that's so he's turned into a pretty decent player off the back of that uh, that game. Uh, I'm going to go one-one for Saturday. I don't ever at the moment feel confident enough to back us for a win. I'd say Cannon back in at right back, bring Clark Salter in alongside Cook, chair in for Smith, um, and then I mean, yeah, we kind of talked about Dixon Bonner, but I can't see him being brought. Back in, um, yeah. Let's just hope we get a goal to to cheer on. But Norwich are in a bad state. They want they want uh, Wagner out. They just managed to beat Cardiff. If they if they hadn't won that, he would have been gone. Mm. Um, so um, yeah, 
Let's see. I wonder, I wonder whether the team fits a three at the back because we've got so many defenders available. I just wonder whether that's an option, isn't it? You know, with Clark Salt back and Kakai can fit in there. and It kind of feels like that might be an option to give. But then, it, I don't know, Marty doesn't play like that, does he? I don't know. Anyway, yeah, I, don't, I, I literally haven't got a clue. I think it might be one all, possibly. I mean, the Dykes, that Dykes stats has put me off everything, I think. One in 40. <laughs> I don't know, I just, I can't get over it. I feel, I feel like Jack said he's going to end up with a brace this weekend. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Leg brace. <laughs> <laughs> I hope not. I don't wish that, but no. more likely an injury or be yeah. some goals. Yeah. <laughs> cool. All right. Fair enough, lads. Thank mm. you for all joining. Thank you for everyone for listening. We'll be back next week. Let's hope we can get some wins in the, on the board in the next week or so. Um, up the dikes. <laughs> Greatest on earth. You are. You are. You are. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24 7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com.